finally come to an end. Finally come to an end with this big ordeal for the last couple years. We've been covering it from day one about the Keith Palumbo story. And now the last one that has been convicted and sent to prison for life just happened right now today. Harpy Warlock, he was convicted of a crime. There was another body in there with Keith Palumbo in this crypt. It was a sad state of affairs, man. The family went through hell. You even had Donna Morelli out there that was threatening the family through social media. It was just a bad, bad deal all around. And we're finally going to be closing the book on that. Uh, hopefully, you know, as far as the murders are concerned, hopefully uh, Morelli gets some more time added for the threats that she did. We're going to be uh, talking about uh, another sad state of affairs, and you probably know who he is, but uh, a guy accused of sexual molestation. Unbelievable. <laughs> Okay, let's go to our first story here. Hillsboro deputies seek possible child sex abuse victims. Man met through motorcycle club. A man who is involved in a motorcycle club has been arrested on charges that he abused two children. And detectives are searching for more potential victims. He may have met through his work with the club, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office reported. Randy Akers, many of you might know him, 60, was arrested by the U.S. Marshal Task Force in Hernando County after an investigation by the Sheriff's Office where the official said the abuse occurred. Sheriff officials said both victims were under the age of 10 when the abuse occurred. The abuse goes back as far as 2002. Detectives believe Atkers uh, may have had access to more children and that they could have been victimized due to his involvement in a motorcycle club called Baggers and Tails. Again, Baggers and Tails. Agency officials said in a news relief, Atkers is known to... Uh, known to the community as radical Randy and the bagger or battle of the baggers bike shows owner. He was arrested on 12 counts of, uh, my God. Ugh. Anyway, we'll talk about that in the second half of the show right there. Oh, that burns all oh, that burns. Police search for a biker accused of assaulting man in Miami beat. There's a picture of him. Uh, it's not really a biker, you know. He's on uh, what uh, one of those? Uh, it's kind of like a freaking what is that? Uh, is that like an African twin or something? Off road bike, anyway. South Florida man was just blocks away from his home when he crossed paths with a group of bikers. Moments later, the police said he was brutally beaten by one of. If the bikers, it was an ocean drive ATV and dirt bike takeover. That is not a biker people. Damn media always gets it wrong. 
It went from uh, really noisy to really violent. There was a good amount of blood. The man was beaten so badly that he had to be rushed to Ryder Trauma Center. Police are now searching for a rider seen on an internal Miami Beach police flyer that was obtained exclusively by 7 News. A tourist from uh, Texas who's back home witnessed the brutal beating. It goes on to say one of the guys was walking across the street and it looked like he told the guy to kind of maybe slow down. He said the confrontation prompted the rider to start doing a donut around the guy, like rubbing his tire like at the guy where smoke was going in his face. The soon-to-be victim tried to shoo the rider away as the guy was walking, just jumped off his bike and started wailing on him, said the witness. The guy ended up getting, you know, knocked out, falling straight to the ground. You were probably over there, what? videoing it with your uh, phone probably and it looks like he hit his head on the ground and had a big gash and was unconscious for a good few minutes everybody came around and started helping him then the ambulance came that is not a biker get it damn straight man they're not uh, anyway we're gonna go our main story here this just came out of the philadelphia inquirer Warlock's motorcycle gang member gets life in prison for killing a fellow member and leaving his body in a crypt. There is the picture of where they put Keith Palumbo. And also, uh, I got to get his name here. Uh, let's see here. James Lloyd. Uh, the fact uh, I'll get, uh, David uh, Rosello was the father of the man. Let's go through the story real quick. A member of the Warlocks Motorcycle Club was sentenced Thursday to life in prison for killing an associate member of the gang and leaving his body in an underground crypt at Mount Moriah Cemetery where his remains laid undiscovered for three years. Could you imagine the pain that the family went through for three years not knowing? Uh, Michael DeMauro declined to speak during his sentencing hearing, a decision his lawyer, James Lloyd, suggested was due to the fact that DeMauro 51 maintains his innocence and plans to appeal the verdict. But David Rosello, the father of the man DeMauro, was convicted of killing David Rosella Jr., that is the name of the other victim, 33, a prospective Warlocks member testified at the hearing telling tomorrow what you did to Rosilla Jr. was horrible. And I hope every day it haunts you. Pain of a father right there. Pain of the father. And although prosecutors have said the motive for the crime remains something of a mystery, common police court judge Charles Ehrlich called the case a cold-blooded killing among people who knew each other. He urged DeMauro to find a way to adopt to life in prison and improve on what the judge called the series of poor choices that led to the killing of Rosillo. And the quote from him was, those decisions will cause you to spend the rest of your life in jail. And, uh, you know, this is how old this burial plot was. It was an underground crypt where Captain A.H. Kane and his family had been buried in the 1800s. Investigators searching the mostly abandoned cemetery that spring looking for Keith Palumbo, another Warlocks associate member 
who had been reported missing. I guess that just tells you about that chapter of that club right there. I'm not going to go and say all of them at the Harpy Willocks, but at least Chester is that kind of freaking animals that they went after two of their own people. But again, there's the picture of the crip. If you don't know, here is a recap of it. And this had to do with Keith Palumbo and uh, David Rosillo Jr., and you can see through this whole article right here, there's the crypt that they were found in. That is the cement vault that they had to pull off right there. There is a picture of Keith Palumbo, and there is DeLuca. He's a real winner, isn't he? He uh, pleaded guilty to third-degree murder. And I guess uh, there was another guy, Gibson, Morelli. There was a whole bunch of them involved in this stuff and then after his arrest evans was questioned by police and allegedly told them that deluca had shot palumbo in the face in front of him according to one probable explanation evans said he was so close to palumbo that his blood splattered on him and then it don't uh, i guess the document doesn't make mention of the possible motive behind the murder and right there is buck evans he pleaded uh, i believe guilty in their roles in disposing the bodies there's another picture of the crypt and the ladder that they had to go on the dna this was a horrible experience for these families to go through and hopefully they're getting some sense of peace now that all this court stuff is gone. Again, I know uh, Donna Morelli, they said that she's going through more stuff for intimidation on the social media and stuff. Unbelievable, man. Not a lot of good stuff in this one today. Not a lot of good stuff. And I hate when they, you know, especially with the dirt bike incident, those ain't bikers. Would you stop it? Stop it already, stupid, is what I have to say to that one. Uh, sad state of affairs all around today. We're going to go to the second half of the show right now with China Dow. You can listen over on MotorcycleMadhouse.com live or over on Motorcycle Madhouse Radio over on YouTube. We're going to be getting into some, we're probably going to chap some people's asses on the next one. We'll be right back after this. Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. Well, is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Introducing the all-new service from Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. 24-7 and nothing but the best in 80s till today. Rockin' metal, baby. And here's an added bonus. You can now listen to Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show with Hollywood and China now live on the air. Go to MotorcycleMadhouse.com 
and bookmark the radio station and get down with the king of biker radio. Oh, my 
mia, mamma mia Mamma mia, let me go Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me For me, for me What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing out there? It is Friday. It is over the week. Oh, man. And it couldn't come at a better time, I tell you that, uh, being over for the week. We're going to be talking about something that really affects everybody out there. And a lot of people don't think about this. It's going to be a two-part series that I'm going to be doing. The first one is going to be called uh, covering driver shortages and also maybe the reason for it. And then come Monday, we're going to be talking a lot more about the cabal in the truck driving uh, industry as well. And you say to yourself, China, why does it affect me? Because every time you go to the grocery store, that was delivered by a truck and a driver. And right now there is a downturn in the trucking industry. So it's going to be very interesting to talk about this stuff. Why it is all happening. A lot of bikers are truckers out there. A lot of bikers. So I wanted to bring this up and how it affects everybody else. And try to see through some of the bullshit that some unions have done to these trucking companies. Sad state of affairs, man. Sad state of affairs. How are you doing today? I'm awake. You're awake, huh? You were actually up before me today. I was like, holy shit. I was. There's a first for everything. There is a first for everything. <laughs> I was up and I heard you walking up the stairs. I'm like, and here we go. Wow. Here we go again. You're like in a peppy mood. Yeah. So it's about time. Whatevs. 
so it's Friday today. Yeah. What are we calling it? Like fun day Friday or some shit like yeah, that? Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. <laughs> well, you're a freak. But I did want to cover this uh, piece of shit that uh, I was talking about earlier in the show. And this is a dude that a lot of people knew. And now he's being charged with child abuse. Yeah. Sexual child abuse. Yep. And I want to make sure everybody hears about him. Everybody. Radical Randy faces multiple charges after authorities said he sexually battered at least two children, one as young as four years old. Four years old. Four years old. Now, he is with the Bagger and Tails, or he was. He started it, but he was going and doing these shows with Baggers, and this actually got him close to some kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Randy Acre, 60, was arrested in Hernando County by the U.S. Marshal Task Force following an in-depth investigation by the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. You know what's worse about this? Is he, I won't even call him a biker. He's a piece of shit. He's a pedophile. Mm. But when it's one of your own, it infuriates you. And it's no wonder, and that's what I love about BACA or Guardians of the Children. They it, they make you go through a year's type of deal where they, they're going to know who the hell you are because you're going to be around kids. So you got to give it up for them. You got to say, hell yeah, for them taking their due diligence and helping make sure these people ain't pedophiles. Acres was charged with seven counts of sexual battery of a victim under 12, five counts of sexual battery by a family member of custodian and five counts of lewd or lavicious. So he did it to victims. somebody that he knew yes. that what it was he was family with. Oh, my God. Those are the worst. According to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, Acres sexually battered a child between the ages of four and five years old. And as well as an eight-year-old. And it goes back as far as 2002. 2002. So that's what? Uh, 21 years or 22 years? Uh, gross. So now the kids that he was abusing are older? If yeah. that's the case. Yeah. It says that he molested more children due to his involvement in motorcycle club baggers and tails. He is the owner of the battle of the baggers bike shows battle of the baggers bike shows. <laughs> Hopefully nobody ever, ever supports that again. Hopefully everybody gets the word out. That's why I wanted to cover it in this section because it would have probably been cut off uh, by the PC police. That's why I wanted to cover it now. Well, now that he's in jail, they said that it is still being investigated and they're trying to find additional victims and they left a phone number to contact. What's the phone number? 813-247-8200. If you have any information pertaining to the investigation or additional victims should contact authorities. And that's like uh, Rich just said, and those are just the ones that they know of. Usually with these freaks, there's more uh, than they're saying. Oh, yeah, 
every time. There's way more. I just can't imagine a family member doing that to another family member. I can't imagine them doing it to any kid. He's sick. But isn't it sick that it happens within the scene? Yeah, it's the one thing you never thought would ever happen. But there's just sick people all over the world, I guess. Yep. And he's going to come up with what? Uh, I was abused when I was a kid, so I couldn't handle Shut up. Really, most shut like, up. Most likely. I get sick of them people using that as an excuse. Why would you perpetrate that onto somebody else? Because Baggers and tails. Yeah. If it's still going, I hope uh, you guys, uh, whatever. <laughs> you can't, there's nothing really to even say about it. Yeah, it just makes you stutter right there. It, it's unbelievable. They don't. They obviously don't know who who who's who's involved in there. I hope Radical Randy gets his asshole torn two ways to Sunday when he gets in the joint. I hope they do a line on him for doing it to these kids. Unbelievable. He's sick. Sick people, man. Uh, and a rich again, sixty years old. He's had plenty of time rotten son of a bitch you got that right uh u.s marshals were on my block a few days ago flipping uh rental houses you know what it's such a problem when an adult has to do that to a kid i what kind of person are you i i still don't get the concept on why adults do that kind of stuff to children it's disgusting. It is disgusting. I don't know if it's a power trip because they're weak human beings. They're not even human beings in my eyes. At that point, if you're doing something to a kid like that, you're not a human being and you should be treated as such. A hundred percent. You should be put down just like an animal, a sick dog. Shoot him between the eyes. That's the only uh, solution that you would have to something like this because they're going to reoffend. I don't care what anybody says. They will reoffend because it's hardwired into them not to be human. You can't call them human ever. They're not. They're animals. And they don't deserve any quarter, if you will. I'm just pissed off that it was somebody that was known within the scene. I am. I'm pissed off about that. What else we got in the news? What else we got in the news before I, you know, throw a computer out the window? I can't stand when kids get hurt. I can't stand it. A Kentucky man was arrested by a SWAT team at Top Golf over the weekend. I wonder on the suspicion was... of killing his girlfriend. What is with you in all these stories of people killing each other? There has to be more going on in the world than somebody killing each other. Not really. What do you mean not really? Not really. When I look up the news, anything, anything that it's majority talking about. Oh, wait, Biden at an ice cream social who tells a little girl at the ice cream social, daddy owes you and licked his ice cream cone. Well, there's that. What do you think about that? Let's let's take a deeper dive. Do you think that he is a pedophile? Personally, do I think so? I yes, I do. Why is he sniffing children? That's gross. And I guess in the diary of one of his kids, he used to take showers with him. I think the dude's a petty. 
I think he's nasty. I you can't blame that on being old. No. Because I think that's a behavior he's had this whole time. I agree. Maybe that's why his kids are so fucked up. Oh, have you seen Hunter? The dude up there with freaking hookers and prostitutes. Hey, man, better for you. Okay, cool. Kick ass. But at the same time, you got a guy saying, Daddy Oja? Come on. If people can't find that sick, of course, you know, you do have people out there that say, what do they do? Like the pronouns and stuff. Well, you know, that's just them. Pedophilia ain't good for nothing, you sick asses. David Allen Prophet of 25 of Bowling Green was apprehended without incident at Top Golf in Fishers, Indiana on Saturday. He was charged with the murder and unlawful theft by taking related to the death of his girlfriend, 22 year old Alexandra Heeman. You notice a lot of these girls are in their early 20s. Yes. Usually from most of the stories there, I'd say 26 or under. They don't even get to live, man. Mm -hmm. These they're animals, too. That's just like the animal that was just sentenced to life in prison. You know, that's the problem with this country. Only a few states have the death penalty. I'd rather just put them, you know, put them down. That way we don't have to. What is it like 35,000 or something a year to support a death row inmate? Or no, not a death row inmate, but a inmate doing life or something. It's easier just to put them down for something like this. Well, he got busted for, according to them, allegedly, they always use that word, murdering his girlfriend. You notice they say, and then uh, he stole his card, her card, get away. You notice how they say allegedly when it has to do with somebody that's not in an MC, but when it's in any MC, they never say allegedly. That word's just like non-existent. Exactly. You can. It's funny if you ever actually look at news stories like I do, you can see between the lines what they're trying to do. It's amazing stuff, the propaganda that they do. Amazing stuff. Well, I guess three months prior to uh, the murder of his girlfriend, they both were updating their profiles on Facebook with like selfies with smilings, them smiling and being like a happy couple together. And it's very unclear to today how the authorities knew he was at the Top Golf in Indiana. They knew about it? Yeah, they knew. They just they literally went right there because they knew he was there. So somebody, somebody had to have told him that he was there. Interesting. Was there. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. He's sick. What else we got here? We have got a Connecticut. Oh, this one pissed me off. I watched the video for this. I tried getting it to Hollywood, but I don't know if he was able to open it. But if you get a chance, go ahead and Google this video on uh, YouTube. YouTube. A female Connecticut police officer was ferociously attacked by a hammer-wielding man. The Middletown Police Department said Saturday, uh, August 12th at 6.30 p.m., the authorities received a noise complaint about breaking glass on a residential street. 
Yeah, you keep reading. I'm trying to pull it up. Well, Detective Carly Travis, who runs the Middletown Police Cadet Program and serves in the patrol division, was the first officer who responded to the call. She approached the resident was on foot and the police said immediately noticed this. She noticed the suspect 52 year old Winston Tate was wielding a hammer. And uh-huh. he, he came charging at her and she was okay, yelling. Let me see if I can get this up here right here. Uh, I'm going to have to share the screen and see if it works. Uh, let's see here. Add to the stream. All right, here we go. Can you put that down, please? What? Can you put that down, please? Now! Call your fucking Back up, team. come up. Hot. Stop! Fucking Stop! Stop! At one point, you will hear the gunshots because she did have her gun in her hand. He took her gun and was shooting aimlessly throughout the, the air with her weapon. Now, you want you want my honest opinion here? And that was the body cam footage. And she did nothing but tell him to put down the hammer. You want my honest opinion here? Yes. I'm going to give you my honest opinion. That is the result of your liberal policies. They have it to where cops are so damn scared if it's a black that they won't protect themselves. She should have shot him right between the eyes as soon as he started coming at her. But because, and you know what? I'm no friend to cops here. No, but that's just, that's something that shouldn't have happened. She should have put a bunch of bullets in his ass before he got to her. But because they got cops so scared of handling blacks, she got, that's what happened to her. And people are going to get pissed off at me, but I'm just telling the fucking truth right here. That is the result of these liberal damn policies. She, uh, this is a woman. She was able to get her gun retrieved and started shooting at him as he retreated back into his residence. And he got her, got her fucking gun. And was shooting it in the sky. Why? Because she was scared to shoot him. Because you would have people out there like Al Sharpton. Oh, you know, that was this and that. That's racist cop. As you know, she's about to die. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm just trying to be honest here. Let's go again. You just see, she's walking towards down, him. What? Can you put that down, please? Now! Call your fucking Back up, team. come up. Huh? Stop! Fucking Stop! Call Stop! 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 Watching that. No, how does that make you feel watching it? I'm disgusted and I'm I'm like 
fearing for her as he's attacking for attacking her. I have fear for her. And in my opinion, as soon as she had that gun drawn and he she should have shot. She sh and as soon as he was charging right at her saying he would not put it down, she should have shot him. But then you know damn well they'd be out there screaming George Floyd. Yeah, something. She definitely. And again, should. I'm not a friend of cops. She definitely should have shot. And even I can see through this kind of shit. She's sitting there screaming as he's beating her with that hammer. I can see it affects you. It's, it's when I when I found this one, I the first thing I saw of it was the actual that clip, and it's disgusting. I got disgusted. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to share. Now, let me ask you something. This is going to be a tough uh, question for you. Am I racist for thinking that way? No. At the point of her, him being, him charging at her like that and saying he was not going to put down that weapon, her life was in danger and she needed to protect herself. Mm -hmm. She should have shot him. But no, when I say... That cops are scared to open up on somebody who's black. I think is that does that make me racist? I don't think so because look at all the times cops did open up on black, and all of a sudden it became white on black crime, and the cops were at fault. And I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, by watching the video, she did nothing wrong. That's just as like far that. as she did not, and she didn't cause him to come after her. He was already out of control. Yeah, and guess what they blamed it on? What? In court. Mental disease or defect. I don't give no shit. That's what they went with. That's what they went with. Yep, in court. And guess what? He'll probably get away with it, you know? It's a very high possibility. I think that what goes to the core issue in this society right now is... These politicians have riled up low information people into thinking everything is racist. No, well, I don't care if they're green, black, purple, brown, yellow. I don't care what color they are. If somebody's coming at you like that with a hammer and they're not stopping, shoot them. You're, you got to worry about your own life. You got, I mean, I don't know her, like if she's got uh, a family, like I'm sure she's got parents. I don't know if she's got kids of her own. Don't know any of the details about her, but you got to worry about your own life. Who cares what everybody else is going to think at that point? Protect yourself. She should have. Shot well, there him. is the old saying, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. And at that point, that's what she should have been thinking. And just shot. Now, him. this brings up a different issue. Women in jobs that are traditionally men, done by men. Yeah. What did that prove to you? Do you think a man, if there was a man there instead of her, it would have went different? I think a man's a lot more stronger to handle a situation like that. Can we agree on that? Yes. Now, let's take it another step further. What about women in the battlefield? What about it? They have every right to be there. 
but should they be in a battlefield? I don't see why not. Now, are you saying that because you're a woman or you really think that? I really think that. You think they have the strength to be able to deal with these type of situations? Not all women, but some. I won't say all women. Me, personally, I would never be able to do it. Now, in the situation this cop was in. Yeah. I would have shot him. Well, yeah, you would have shot him. (laughs) I would have shot him. But at the same time... Did she, would she be able to handle a guy that big compared to her? I don't know. He looked a lot taller and a lot bigger than her. That's for sure. You know, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just going to that point. And what about the, well, he has mental issue bullshit. Yeah, that's where they went with the court case. Yeah, but is that a legitimate excuse? No. No, it's not. Because they try and pull that with school shootings. They had mental issues. Who the hell in this world doesn't have mental issues now? It doesn't mean we're we have the right to go out and do that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I have mental issues. Do you see me going out doing that kind of shit? No. I still believe that there's maybe 0.1% of the population that can can't control themselves. But the other ones, I don't care if you got a mental issue or not, you can control yourself. Mm-hmm. And the do what he did was she beat up she was re, you know she had minor injuries and was released that day from the hospital uh-huh she's all right could you imagine what she was going through if she had a kid or something like that well the thoughts that would have went through that's her why head. I, I that's why i don't know if she has any or not but it's like if you were a mother in that situation you'd want to protect yourself at all costs because you want to get home to your child so you probably react differently. Now, what Steve just said here, women and men are different and are not made for the same jobs. Both have things they can do better than the other, and that's okay. And then Rich says, we've all become way too soft on these people. Natural selection is a good thing. It wouldn't have mattered to me what color the guy was if he was charging at me like that. I wouldn't care. But I think the issue that people are trying to dig at here is the policies of these radicals have made it to where people are now getting hurt Mm -hmm. because they're afraid to act. Everybody's afraid to speak their mind because they might be called racist. That is literally propaganda right there. You say it over and over enough, you're going to start believing it yourself. That's true. And she was probably sitting there going through her head like, oh, man, if I shoot him, there's going to be protests and all that bullshit. Yeah, Black Lives Matter might come back out of the woodworks for that. So there is, you know, it's not racist to say, hey, there's a fucking problem here. There's a big problem. A woman could have lost her fucking life here. Yep. She definitely could have. And to blame it on mental illness? No, you knew exactly what you were doing. She she was telling him from the minute he came out, of the, was coming down his driveway to drop the hammer. And he said no. 
And what do you, uh, you know, as a woman, you know, you guys are more emotional. Yeah. What Rich just said, either lock them up or put them down. Is that what needs to be done? Yes. I agree. And just because he is blaming it on a mental illness as of right now, put him in a friggin' nut house. Get him shit. Get his shit. But together. they don't even have nut houses anymore. They no, don't they have don't. sanitariums anymore. No, like they, they don't. Should've. Maybe they need to reopen some. And let's be honest. Even when they had sanitariums, it was a lot more safer out there. Yeah. They didn't play with them back then. Mm-mm. So why play with them now? They locked him up and threw away the keys. You think the guy gets off? I think he'll do some jail time, but not as much as deserved. In my opinion. Or do you think that they'll use that video in his behalf? Showing that he's not in his right frame of mind. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but how are you going to know what his actual right frame of mind is? Mm -hmm. Just by watching a video. You don't know how he is at home. He could act the same way at home. What's he doing out and about smashing windows with hammers? It makes you sick uh, that what this country is coming into, you know, mm-hmm. and this is this. This is exactly what this world's coming to is this kind of stupid shit. People need to take control. And you know what would be even funnier? Not funny. You know how these people are going after guns and gun rights and stuff. Yeah. Now, if a CCW uh, holder shot him. They probably put him in jail like they're doing to that uh, ex-Marine over in New York City for putting that one guy out of his misery. For protecting other people. I personally think if there was somebody nearby that was witnessing that, uh, um, which it didn't look like there was anybody around. When do we start fighting back as a people, man, that are in the right? When do we start hitting back? People should be fighting back now. The rah-rah talk is one thing. Oh, you know, the tree of liberty needs to be refreshed. Well, where the hell is it then? Where is it? You got a government right now going after one of its uh, political opponents, just like they would in Brazil or fucking Korea. All Democrats charging them. So when's it start? It should start now. No, it's going to get worse. It's going to. Because people, you know what? People don't realize with the founding fathers how rich they were, but they were, they were willing to put up everything for this country. Nobody does that now. Nope. And now we have this going on in the streets. Yep. You can go back in history, 90s or 80s. You think this shit would happen in the 80s or the 90s? No. Hell no. They would have blew his fucking head straight off his shoulders. And not even blink about it. No, they wouldn't have thought twice. But now you are you have all these people worried to do their jobs? Hell, you had uh, one uh, small town uh, police force. All of them quit. Every one of them. Nice story there, China. 
get you you know what you're burning my ass hairs here go yeah, ahead i can go burn, to the next i can one. burn your ass hairs more a chicago man was sentenced to 11 years behind bars after he was caught on camera sexually assaulting a seven-year-old girl in front of other first graders during a remote learning okay class. that's the end of that story during covid that's the end of that story. He finally was. Sentenced. You know what? What does Todd does Todd have a point here? What? We have drama teachers and actors running our country. That makes sense. It does make sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Because the teachers, they're putting all this bullshit in these kids' heads. Uh, let me ask you something. What? We have a granddaughter. We have many of them. Yeah, we have four granddaughters. And you were walking that because I guess they're all going back to school now. Yeah, around here they started uh, Wednesday. Now you walk our granddaughter into a classroom, uh -huh. and you see pride flags all over the place. What are you going to do? Probably take her out of the classroom because it's not, this shouldn't be in class. The teachers. Why did it take you so long to answer that? Because me, because I don't, I don't care what people, I don't care what their personal views are, but they shouldn't be promoting it in a classroom. Now I can't bring in the Christian cross flag. Can I? No, but it's all right for them to hang out pride flags. Cause you know what they're going to do at that age, at that age. They're going to start putting it in their head. That's all right. That's how they get to our kids. That's why you got a bunch of moron kids running around right now. Is that's how they did it to them. You know, I did that story up in Minneapolis where the guy had the bolts on his bike. And those little freaking Tinkerbells went crazy because of it. Not knowing what the point is behind them symbols for bikers. Everybody's a fascist. Everybody's a racist. That is coming out of these schools. Coming out of these schools. So that's why I asked you if you've seen a pride flag or what about a BLM flag hanging up? Because there's been some of them. My grandchild would be going back home. That is why there's such a rise in people homeschooling their kids now. There actually is a rise because I've heard of a few even here in our area that are now having their kids get their GEDs instead of bothering with going to school. They are. I had three of them come into the gas station in the past two days and school just started Wednesday. And they said that, uh, the high school in the area, which is supposed to be a really good school. Right. Uh, I mean, our daughter did well there. Um, they, since the administration has been gone through some changes at that school since our daughter went there. Um, yeah. A lot of parents are taking their kids out. And I guess now they're actually given the option if they want them to go to school or still do it online. So they're. Some of the parents are opting for the kids to do it from home instead of going. That way they the can school. see what the hell that their kids are learning. Yep. Well, the, the parents are finally taking back <laughs> their rights. Mm -hmm. These people that are running these schools are sick people. They're sick. 
I mean, you can have whatever belief you want in this country, fine, but keep that shit in the closet. Yeah, believe whatever you want to believe, but don't be showing it off in your classroom. And they wonder why there's more violence now in modern times than there were in the 80s, because I'm just using the 80s as a, a point of discussion. It's because literally it was in the closet. You didn't go around talking about that shit. Well, this kind of stuff was never discussed when we went to school. You know, look at, uh, you know, what was it? The Brady's. The Brady Bunch. Dude was queer as a steer. Yeah. But he kept it quiet. And nobody knew. And he kept it quiet. Yeah. Because that's what I believe. 100%. Your sexual life belongs in the bedroom. Nobody else's business. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're queer. Same thing. You don't have to push that on me. Keep it in your private business. That's just like me. I keep my shit private. So why can't they? If I want to bang five broads, it's none of your business. It's mine. Nice example. (laughs) But I don't bring that to kids. I don't go up to a boy and say, yeah, man, I banged five good girls. You got to do this. No, you don't do that. You keep it quiet. And I think that, and hearing this, that a lot more kids are just opting for GEDs. I think that's a good po- place to start. Mm-hmm. You know, hell, I, I said it last night, didn't I? What's that? I didn't learn shit in high school. You did. (laughs) Did I I or didn't I not? You did. You said it straight up. You didn't learn nothing. I'm like, well, you got to kind of attend. Not even that. I didn't learn shit. So if you equate that to now parents are just saying, get your GED. Screw these fucking people. Mm -hmm. I think that might be a good approach to take. Well, and there was one, there was one student. He's a good kid. Um, in particular that came in with his dad and he flat out said his son who is 15 14 15 Hmm. so he's sophomore that he'd prefer his son just go ahead and getting his ged instead of i guess he's going to be doing online classes for his ged Hmm. and he will get his ged instead of going to the high school for a couple reasons one um he's got like our son had, which was the IEP where they get extra help and they're already giving him hell about it. Then two, he gets bullied because he is gay Mm. and he gets bullied. And this whole summer, he pretty much has hung out by himself. Nobody should be bullied. I don't care. I don't care. Even the people he were friends with, he was friends with last year. He no longer associates with because now, even though, they acted as if it didn't bother them last year. Now, all of a sudden, they're offended. Well, they're kids. That's the way kids are. Well, yeah. They but at the same opinions. time, I don't believe any, no matter what, people shouldn't be bullied. I don't believe in that. I believe they're cowards who do that to people. Yeah. So his dad came in, and he was really pissed off at the school and said that his son, 15 years old, getting his GED, screw it. He's sick of the school. He's sick of his son getting bullied. He's sick of... um. When they ask for help, they don't get help in specific, you know, subjects or issues with classroom work. And he said he's sick of it. The school's not doing anything for his son. So he's done. He pulled him. 
I think more parents need to get that way, man. I really do. Mm -hmm. I really do. Uh, station identification break, everybody. Are you ready? It's the first thing I switch on. And now for my next number, I'd like to return to the classic. Let's up. Ready Okay, let's read some of the comments here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go up, up, up. <laughs> rich if you uh, give birth to a burden that burden is all yours so nobody else is uh let's see a better approach would be get sane teachers and administrators in the schools and we're going to talk about this for a couple minutes then we got to go on to our main subject here truck driver shortage in 2023 causes and solutions i don't think you can get better teachers in anymore i really don't i don't think you can get better teachers into the schools because everybody that's coming in now is all brainwashed with this bullshit. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. It's the day and age has definitely changed from when all of us went to school compared to the kids dealing with school now. And I sit there and I think sometimes would I ever want to do it all over again? And hell the fuck no. no I wouldn't be able to. I, would I wouldn't not, be able to. I'd be kicked out the first day not. of school if I went back. I would not want to be in these kids' situations nowadays in school. Mm -mm. Ever. Grumpy. Uh, bring back GED and trade schools. Let the public schools and overpriced daycare called colleges go bankrupt. I agree 1,000% right there. Let them go uh, bankrupt. Uh, Otis, maybe I'll do that with my 16-year-old. You know what? We did it with our youngest. Yeah, we pulled him. Pulled his ass from that shit. Senior year, about three weeks in. The minute they said, hey, you know, you got to sign a contract for him fighting back. For him, yeah, for him defending himself. I was like, man, fuck you. From somebody that tried to attack him. Pulled him out. Pulled him out. Anyway, let's see here. We're going to into the truck driver shortage in 2023. What? Pacho. I get bullied because my radio father disowned me. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Oh, Hollywood, my sorry. <laughs> DNA, we got to approve. Right. <laughs> so we pulled up an article here, and I've been looking at this, and I'm going to talk about some of it Monday. It is really interesting. This subject's interesting to me. The truck driver shortage, the truck driving industry, maybe because my little brother is an over-the-road truck driver, and I've seen that he put some stuff. He was saying administration, administration, and there looks like there is a divide. And again, I'm not in the trucking industry, so I'm just giving my thoughts from the outside of this the reason why i do care is not only him but i know truck drivers are some of the hardest working people on the planet they work long hours not a lot of pay away from their families see i used to drive an asphalt truck back in the day i could never do over the road so it takes somebody that's very special to do over the road truck driving and to see how some of these people are treated is kind of messed up because you know, hey, my next freaking Coca-Cola is coming from that dude over there. 
or my next Dr. Pepper, you know what it is, you know, they're the ones who deliver the freaking piggy piggies to the slaughterhouse for our bacon. Mm -hmm. They do a lot, but there is all of a sudden a driver shortage in 2023. And the industry is also facing a downturn recession type of deal. And a lot of people are going to blame COVID, but I don't think so. What's some of the stuff this article had to say? Who's the article by? Uh, cloud. It's called Cloud Trucks. Okay. And yeah, it's Cloud Trucks team. So what's some of their, let's go one by well, one. They're, basi them. they're basically the very first thing that they talk about is the fact that the trucking shortage is real and at the individual business level and companies are struggling to keep drivers for the full duration of their career careers. Now, one thing about that, you know, don't go fast down these. I'm not. There are owner operators, you know, they got a one truck business or two or three truck business. Then you have uh, what I started call them cabals, like a JB Hunt or a Swift. And they run an organization that has a bunch of political pull. And it was very interesting. A buddy of mine was talking about it yesterday because he owns a truck company. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how they we're trying to influence regulations on how much a truck driver can drive, you know, the rest periods and stuff. Right. That right there was beneficial to the larger truck, uh, driving companies. Then it was the smaller. It wasn't about safety. It was about them getting their money. Well, one of the main things that they say that during all their research for this uh, article is aging workforce. The average age of drivers in the trucking industry is 48 years old. Many are approaching retirement age and the industry is struggling to appeal to a younger demographic that can take the place of their current drivers when they retire. Well, hold that thought there, uh, Jax. As a worker at a warehouse loading dock, we have a lot of trucks that hit our dock. 80% of them are bar uh, barely speak English. Most drivers these days are just steering wheel holders. Ask your brother, and he has talked to me about that, uh, Jax. A lot of Eastern Bloc countries from Europe. And it, it's so funny. I got to get him on Monday to talk about this because he'd explain this shit a lot better than I can. But he was talking about how anybody can start a trucking company. And it's very interesting. The New Hampshire 7, when that accident killed 7, it was an Eastern Bloc country owner that employed that guy that killed the 7 uh, people. And all he has to do is turn it over again to one of his family members and he's still in business. Yep. But a lot of them are from outside the country. Now, when you think truck drivers, man, we're not talking about uh, the good old days of the uh, 80s, 90s, where, you know, it was hard fucking working Southern boys, you know, Western boys. A lot of uh, Americans aren't doing it anymore. It's mostly foreigners, and they don't care. 
just like Jack said, 80% of them barely speak English. And being uh, 48 years old as the average, as they say, that's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. Because they, it's just like motorcycles. They're having a hard time replacing it with younger people. Now, is trucking that bad of a pay? I don't know. A lot of the OTR drivers are making anywhere between seventy to a hundred thousand a year. That's a lot of fucking money. But the question but is, but they is still it can't get. It? Well, there is the question: Is it worth it? If especially if you have family, is it worth being away from your family that long? <laughs> you gotta I, get me did, thinking there I, like i, I said you? i i couldn't do it i mean okay with your brother it's a different scenario he has a dog the dog goes with him he does he's not married he's not in a relationship he has no kids yeah he stays out at weeks at a time he don't care but he brings his german shepherd with him so she's not you know or so he's not home by himself mm. so you know there is a difference he's single right right what about those that are married a lot of people don't want to be away from their families anymore. Facebook user, call me. I don't know who you are because it's on Facebook. They don't tell me who you are. Uh, they don't give me your name. That's bullshit about StreamYard, by the way. You well, and the other thing you got to think about it is truck drivers is predominantly a male thing. They did. Their, I don't know, man. There's some women out there that can rock and roll, but man. they did their research and only 6% of the workforce in the trucking industry are female. Only 6%. But there is, it has it been? Oh, okay. It's my little brother. Hold on <laughs> <a second>. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mikey. Yeah. Let me get him on here. Go ahead and keep talking. I'll get him on. But only 6% of the workforce is women. The majority is men. Mm. So there, I mean, it shows that the it's like a narrowing demographic pool. Mm. And no, the younger generation don't want to do it because why? It's not as appealing. It's not, to, to them, it's not an appealing job. Hey, Mike, I'm calling you from the studio phone so you know it's not my regular uh, number, man. It's the studio number. <laughs> Let's get him on here. This is my little brother. He's probably, uh, I don't know if he's at home or if he's on the road right now. He'll tell you. I know he's got Biscuit on the road with him. <laughs> I love Biscuit, him and his red rocket. Hello? Hey. There he is. There's my little brother. Are you on the road right now? Yeah, I'm on the road. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in North Carolina right now on my way to Virginia delivering some beer. Seriously. <laughs> you shouldn't be, uh, you know, hacking your load there, man. You got Biscuit with you? I do. He's sleeping. <laughs> got the doggy. So, you know, I, I seen that you had that on there. I don't know if you know, I'm live or whatever. Yeah, you're yeah, live. You are. Okay, cool. So, no, <laughs> the reason for all this crap with the whole trucking industry, one is, and I talk to a lot of guys, a lot of it has to do with the reason there isn't as many loads and all that crap is because a lot of it has to do with the administration. That's that, you know, 
bottom line. But a lot of people don't want to become truck drivers because it, it is shitty. The pay, uh, you know, the pay used to be good. The loads used to be good. It was, now, sometimes you're, I'm sitting there for about four, five. Sometimes that day I don't get a load. Uh-huh. And that, that's, how, that's how bad it's got. And, you know, now the loads that I am getting are four hours here, you know, a couple hours to get, you know, to the next place. It's like when I used to be two-day runs, so like between 15 to 17-hour runs, which I love. But another crappy thing about it is I don't mean to mention, you know, the company I'm with. I mean, I really, really don't, you know, want to mention the name because real, um, yeah. Anyway, so I guess you know where I'm at now. Right. <laughs> the, company I work, the, the, the company I work for, they do most of their crap in the Northeast. And I'll be honest, the flag does not fly. It does not wave in the Northeast. The flag waves in the gosh damn South. And that's where, that's where most of the truck drivers need to be. Nobody wants to be in the Northeast anymore. Nobody wants to deal with all the crap that's going on. And another thing with the company I'm with right now is now they're putting restrictions on the, on the ways you could take to get to certain places. So, for example, we do, like I said, we do a lot of work in the Northeast. You can't take 76 anymore, which is mainly through, uh, well, I think it breaks off somewhere in Ohio, goes through Pennsylvania and all that other crap. That's the main road, the fastest road to get to where you need to go if you, you need to be in any of those shit old states anyway. Or 90 east or west, which takes you through another shithole called New York. I, I mean, I hope nobody's, you know, from there. <laughs> but if you are, I, I feel sorry for you, you know. But, um, so now we can't even take those ways. Otherwise they make us pay the toll. So is Jack, is, is Jack's right when he says 80% of the people can't even speak English anymore? It's a lot more, you know, I'm good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, possibly 80%. And it's, and it, I mean, it could be that honestly, it could be that because a lot of the people that you do talk to. Or you hear them talking to the, you know, the shipper or the receiver that they go to. They're like, um, uh, and then they'll put the translation thing on their phone and say, you know, pretty much like talking to my phone so it can translate to the, you know, whatever, you know, whatever they are. We got a lot and of, tr- we, got, they know we got a lot of truck drivers in the, the chat room right now. Uh, Jamie, uh, he's an over the road. How's over the road trucking for you? I can never do it. For who, me? Yeah, you. How is it? You know, how is it for you? You know what, dude? If I had the choice, if I had actually, yeah, if I did have the choice, I would do, I would do dedicated only because a dedicated driver, at least he knows where he's going and he isn't gone for, you know, weeks at a time. Like, you know, now, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not an old-school truck driver. I have an old-school truck driver's soul, you know, but I, I, I'm still new school, but I'm not new school as these, you know, these guys that are out there wearing pink sandals and tight-ass pants and putting their hair up in a goddamn fun driving damn truck, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, it's – I'd rather do dedicated. At least if I'm out on the road for a week, I could be home on the weekend, you know. 
I'd rather do that instead of being out here. You know, for me, it's four weeks. I'm out on the road. And then, to be honest with you, as much as the company sucks and it's been going downhill, their home time is better than a lot of places that I've, you know, that it, I've so called, is, talked to or whatever. Is that one of the reasons why a lot of kids don't want to get into truck driving is because of the over-the-road time? I think so. I think a lot of it has to do with that. But uh, a lot of it... What's up? I'm sorry. A Tennessee trooper just flashed me for some reason. I don't know what the hell I did. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> where was I now? What, did I, what was I saying? You <laughs> we do have a we, we do have a question for you, Mike. There's somebody okay, in the there's it. someone in the chat room saying, "Do you have to deadhead a lot?" No, actually, I haven't deadheaded in damn a long ass time. A long ass time, I have not deadheaded. But and I believe that was from Alabama to Mississippi, maybe. So you and basically you, you basically like the southern routes. Oh yeah, I I stay south all. I would never go back up north if I didn't have to, or if I did have to, I'd rather stay north, not northeast. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind going up through, you know, you know, Illinois and and Wisconsin and Minnesota and you know stuff like that. Even I guess I don't even know if you want to call Missouri uh, north, but it's it's part north, part south, I guess. But uh, I'd rather be there than the northeast. If I never had to go to the northeast again, I'd be the happiest person in the world. Now, another question is, would you rather do all 48, or would you just want to stay where you're at with the regional? I'd rather be regional. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to do the 48, like I said. Because, I mean, pretty much that's over the road. I don't, you know, I, I want to try and eliminate having to do the over the road anymore as far as, like, be all over the place. Now, if I didn't have to go west of, I guess, Texas, I, I could live with that. So why do, you why do you think your company or anybody else's company can't keep the truck drivers? Uh, the pay is crap. The loads aren't, aren't paying anymore. Well, the loads aren't paying the guys who are owner-operators. The company guys. So, I mean, you could become, you could become an owner-operator, but you'd probably be making the same as a, as a company driver at this time, depending. Depending on, you know, if your loads are, if you, if you have these solid loads or if you're just going broker to broker and trying to find a load. If you're a new owner operator, but I, I don't know. I think they're not paying as much. They're definitely not. I mean, even I took a pay cut, which is like, and it wasn't just me. It was the whole, everybody, all the drivers in the company. Now, if I had to guess why it'd be because the company spent a few million dollars or more on uh, upgrading their whole office building. Mm-hmm. So, so once everything started to take a crap and the loads weren't there like they used to be, now all of a sudden, you know, 
now they're taking the money from the drivers. For me, it was five cents less. For the day, the guys that were getting the day pay, it's five dollars less. So in a month's time, that's five hundred bucks, man. You know, you pay a couple bills with that. Now let me ask you the big question here. Yellow just went out of business because the Teamsters sque squeezed their nuts so bad that they had to go out of business. And what do you think about union truck drivers? I don't really know much about. Are you talking about if I think they should? I'm talking about. I'm talking about how these union truck drivers are now out of a job because their union leadership put one of the uh, the companies out of business because of their demands. Once again, once again, that's another way of, you know, <laughs> making more money for themselves and closing down a business and taking jobs away from people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, if that answers the question, I'm not really right. sure, but I, I really think that Everybody's getting screwed here lately in the past. What is it? Almost four years now that it's going to be up. Yeah. <laughs> and so, in these past years, I think it's just gone downhill because before all of this, when I first, I'll be honest, when I first started this company, I, I loved it. And not at first, it was the first time over the road, but I loved it because I had an awesome dispatcher. Who's like, how do you, how do you like to drive? Where do you like to be? I told them. And I was always there, and I never had to wait for a run. But now, a lot of those people have quit. I'm not talking about the drivers, I'm talking about the people who worked for the company. A lot of them have quit. A lot of new people are coming in. And a lot of these new people, they're not even management, but they act like they are. You know, and it's, it's to a point with me where, you know, I'm trying to figure out other, other options. But, you know, I live in Florida now. So, Coming from Florida, it, it's hard to find the right position where the money is at. Well, you, use, you, you know, he used to work for FedEx because they were talking about FedEx and UPS in the chat room. But you used to work for FedEx. How was that? FedEx Freight. FedEx Freight. Okay, so when I started with them, their training was phenomenal. It was one-on-one. -on -one. The training was phenomenal. The company was phenomenal. You know, they, they treated me good. You know, when they when I told them, you know, hey, uh, I eventually want to, you know, do the day driving because I started uh, pulling double trailers, you know, mm -hmm. and I was doing the night thing, what they called road drivers. But you're, you're really a glorified dock worker because you just take a set of, you know, you take a set of doubles from wherever your terminal is, you drive it to the other terminal, then you work the dock for eight hours, after your eight hours, you take a step from there, bring it back, and you're done. I didn't want to do that, and it was overnight. I'm not big on driving, you know, late at night and all that kind of stuff. Call me what you will, but that's just not that's not how I drive. I mean, I could wake up early at in the morning and kill my, my 10 hours, 10 and a half hours, you know. Mm. But they were really good to me. When I told them I wanted to, you know, switch to, you know, local, city, whatever you want to call it, uh, as soon as there was a physician position open they put me in there and i loved it because i was home every day and i was home on the weekend you know but now you have the house and you got you know all, all the bills to pay and all that stuff a local position doesn't doesn't pay those bills 
Mm-hmm. Go ahead, China. I know you want to be asking Mike some questions. Well, of course, I don't get to see this butthead as much except on Facebook. Him and his videos. <laughs> how's how's the dog like the road? He actually he sleeps all the time <laughs> when I'm driving. When I'm driving, he sleeps all the time. Then he'll jump off the bed and he'll come up, you know, come up by me. I'll go to pet him. He looks out the window. Oh, okay, we're not parking. Then he goes back on the bed. He's like, what the hell? You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he loves it though. He um every time. I slow down, like if I'm getting on an off ramp and I'm going to, you know, go to a, you know, truck stop and I'm done for the day or whatever it may be, or just even fueling up from a dead sleep. He'll jump up, get up here. He's like, look at me. Hey, dad, are we going to park? What are we doing here? Dad? <laughs> how was, uh, you know what? How is it living on the road? Cause that's basically what you do is live on the road. Uh, it depends. It depends. I guess it depends on where I'm at, but um, I, I'm over it. I guess I'm kind of over it. It's just because you've been doing it what four like years? A, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, you know, you you do what you got to do because you know, like I said, the bills need to be paid and stuff like that. If I had the chance to do. You know, I'd still drive the truck, but to do it different, to where it works for me more, I would I would do it. But the pay's not there for what I'm looking for. Now, how you often know? how often do you get to spend time at home, like with your other brother, uh, like hanging out with your other brother? How how often do you get to be at home? Uh, so I'm away for four weeks, as you can hear my thing telling me to reduce speed. I pretty much say so um excuse my language um so i'm gone for four weeks and i'm home for seven days so i mean that's actually good a lot of a lot of companies are like well you get one day off per week that you're out so a lot of other companies would be like four weeks out four days home which you know that's kind of crappy i mean if you think about it it's like they want you to be a slave to them. And, you know, like, I mean, if you don't work, you don't make money. But they want you to be a slave to the company and do, you know, exactly what they want you to do. But when it comes to, you know, your, your personal life, it's almost like, no, nah, dude, you know, you, you don't get one. That's why it's hard to leave where I'm at now as much as I want to because of all the crap that's happening because of the time home. You know, seven days, it's like, okay, you know, that's, that's good. I get a week off. That's great. Mm. But the four weeks out, it's just like, you know, if I could switch to being two weeks out and like four days home, I can do that. You know, now does great. it, does it bug you with this company because you are out four weeks, but you have to take a flight home instead of bringing the truck home? Yeah, I, I, I'm not really big on it. I don't really like to do that because now you got to get an Uber to the airport. You got to then from the airport, you know, you're obviously you're flying home. Then you got to wait, you know, and my, you know, my brother would pick me up from the airport and then take me back, which I mean, somewhat of an inconvenience to him, uh, whether he says it or not. But mm. I, I actually, the, the past couple of times 
have been able, I guess they changed their policy and now you're able to take uh, the truck home. But if you take the truck home, now what they're trying to say is that you can take the truck home, but you only get five days. You can only be home for five days if you take the truck home because the truck needs to be moving and making money. It's like, yeah, that uh, doesn't make sense. Yeah, Bat Rim Podcast. He, uh, he don't take the truck home. He actually flies uh, out of Chicago back to Florida. It's hard to be yeah. out of Florida, isn't it? Well, what happens with the dog when you got to fly home? No, no, no. Well, that's why he's that's why he's with me because I I have taken the like I said they just changed it where you can take the truck home now, but they don't want you to be gone for seven days. They want you to you know only get five days. And it's like I still manipulate it to where it works for me. Right. Well, you I, you got yeah. are you like one of the longest guys that are working there? I don't know. I don't think so. I I don't think I am. But do you no, think a lot I of mean, these new kids that are getting in there could handle that kind of schedule? I I'm sure there are. I'm not saying I'm not going to say there isn't, but I'm sure most wouldn't. That's, I don't think most would. I think I think a lot of people should at a younger age because what do you what do you got when you're younger? Yeah, you know, if you're not living on your own or married yet, you might still be living at home. So if you go over the road, it's I mean, you're set. I, I would think you're setting yourself up for you know a good future. You know, to be able to do whatever you want to do and retire early. That's why when you said the the age is like 48 now where they're getting into trucking. I think it's a little late. I'm not, not, it's not late. It's never late, but if, if these kids would, if, if there was an incentive from these companies for kids to be like more, Oh, hell yeah. I definitely want to do it. That at a younger age, they would have, I mean, they would make a ton of money, especially if they don't have, you know, bills to pay. And then in the long run, they'd be able to retire earlier and stuff like that, and they'd be able to, you know, live a good life and be like, holy crap, you know, this was this was good that I got into it when I got into it. But right now, it's not a good time to get into it at a young age because it's not paying. Now, if things if if things change, you know, down the road, and we start getting, you know, our economy back and everything starts, you know, coming back to, you know, uh, United States, then it might be better. And at that point, boom, jump on it. Or if you jump on it just before, then you, I think you got in at the right time. Well, being a but, being a single guy, you know, little brother over there, do you wish you would have done this sooner? Yes. Yes. Only because, you know, I'm 45 right now. So if I would have done this, if I would have done this sooner, it was good then. And, and I, okay. And in saying that, it's, I'm glad I said that because I knew there was something else I wanted to talk about uh, involving truck driving and all that stuff. So being on the road and I'm at truck stops and I, I, I talk to the old guys. I don't talk to these young guys. These young kids, they, I'll be honest, they're assholes out here, the young, these young kids. But when you get to, you know, that are guys, guys that are more like towards my age and older, the respect is there. I mean, it's like, like I'm saying, it don't matter what color you are. They're super nice when, when it's the older crowd of, of truck drivers. 
and I talk to the older guys, and the older guys will tell you, you know, truck driving isn't what it what it was back then. Truck driving was was actually not. It didn't seem like a job. It was more like something you wanted to do. You wanted to get into. Now everything is so like uh, for the company and for the uh, we're doing this for the company and you know it, it was it's all about the company now. It's not about the driver. Where before it was about the driver and you know. Of course, you know, the company is involved, but it was more for the driver back in the day from what I've been told by these old schoolers. So would you say that trucking is a lifestyle? It is because if, if you can't handle being gone away from everybody for a period of time, then it's not, it's not for you. It's definitely definitely not something you want to get into because a lot of people just want to do their Monday through Friday. They want to have their weekends off and you know, they have, it's nice to go home at the end of the day. It's nice to be able, Oh, the weekend's coming up. All right. Party time, whatever. With me, it's like the weekend's coming up. Thank God, because there's less people on the road, mm. you know? <laughs> right. You know, that's, that, but it, it is, it is a lifestyle. And I mean, if, if I could do it, if I could do a different part of this lifestyle, would I absolutely, you know. Now, have you uh, enlisted the services of your local lot lizard? <laughs> Dude, I'll be honest. I, I'll be honest, and this is crazy, and a lot of people might might say it's probably because I don't stay up late at night but or, or even look for it. I haven't seen any at all. The only, the only time I've, actually, funny enough, the only time I've come across a couple of them is when they knocked on my door when I was sleeping. And that <laughs> happened to me in Mississippi, and that happened to me in Tennessee, in, uh, at the Trinity Truck Stop at the Lost in Trinity. Well, there you, there you guys yeah. know. There's the truck, uh, sh- uh, truck stop to get you some hookers, but go ahead. No, no, they're, no they're, they're, not, they're not pretty. I mean, the one in Mississippi, that was funny. She knocks on the door. I'm like, you know, a lot of times somebody knocks on your door, the last thing you want to do is open it or, or even, you know, acknowledge that you hear it. But I did this time and I uh, did. And it was this, you know, older white lady. And she's like, sir, can you help me? My husband just beat me. And, you know, I just need money for gas to get wherever she needs to get. I'll do what I, I'm like. Okay. Yeah, no, I got to go. Just, <laughs> no. Yeah, your husband didn't beat you. You look fine. Unless he hit you in the stomach or something. But uh, then the, the one in Nashville uh, was this uh, black lady. And she knocked on my door at night. I didn't answer. But I did see her through the window. I'm like, no, okay, this ain't happening. The next day, she comes up to my truck. You know how they walk. You know, I mean, you, you can tell right away. So she comes up during the day. I was on a 34-hour, you know, restart. She comes up during the day. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the same one from last night. God, what does she want? I rolled out my window. I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, do you have money? I need to get propane. Well, behind the truck stop is a freaking, uh, those hotels where, you know, the hookers and the, you know, uh-huh. drug dealers are at. And I knew she came from there. I'm like, you don't need propane. You definitely, you, you might need, you might need some form of propane, pro, <laughs> propane to get, the proper drugs that you're looking for, but uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't carry cash. 
You know what I mean? So. Well, at least yeah, you, at least, that, you, at least you got biscuit with you now. Oh my God! Uh, they see can't bi- walk past the truck without him going crazy. Yeah, they at least they know you ain't fucking around now with biscuit. <laughs> oh yeah, they hear the dog. They turn around. Okay, yeah, it's not happening. Life actually, of a truck driver, right here. Yeah, I, I mean, I got one more little story, but uh, having him with me, nothing but compliments about him. But except for this one guy, and I was—I don't remember what state I was in. I was at a love. I'm filling up, and of all things, you know, that white guy, and biscuit, biscuits barking at him. I'm filling up. I just finished. I walk over to, to the truck. I go to get in. The guy uh, is getting into his truck. Biscuits barking at him, and I, the guy says, "Shut the fuck up." I look over. I go. Listen here, you fat fuck! I can open this door and he'll shut you the fuck up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he didn't know I was, he didn't know I was in the truck. I guess like, he must have thought I went inside or something. Didn't know I was in the truck. Told biscuit to shut the fuck up. Right. I told him I could open the door and he'll shut you the fuck up. You know. Yeah. You know what, man? <laughs> you need to uh, talk to fucking Chuck and tell him to get you late or something when you get back, man. It's stressful out here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ma- a lot of porn hub, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, I was just funny thing. Okay, I'm not going to switch subjects. And that's a whole other episode, I'm sure. <laughs> Lots of <Yeah>. porn hub. <laughs> oh, leave yeah. your leave your brother alone. He's got to do what he's got to do. <laughs> hey. Oh my but, goodness. Yeah. Well, it was cool for you to call in, man. Uh, talk to you on air and shit like that. You got uh, Ann over here all smiley and shit like that. I love hearing from him. When you, Hell yeah. It, you know, the only thing that sucks is when he's in Chicago, he never calls. He never calls and tells us he's fucking here. Whatever. <laughs> I'm never there long enough. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, when, I flew da- when, when I flew down to Florida and stuff, we uh, caught the same flight. Uh, you know, he's out there enjoying uh, fucking uh, six o'clock in the morning, drinking it up, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's, hey, that's vacation time. Gotta, I gotta catch up. <laughs> you don't drink Bud, do you? Fuck no. Coors Light. Coors that's Light it. all the way, huh? Oh my yep. goodness. Why, man? I'm yeah, gonna let no. you. I'm gonna let you go and stuff like that. Maybe if I got be another, safe. be safe, man. Absolutely, absolutely. You guys take it easy. Hi, right, buddy. Be careful. Tell yeah, uh, tell the Red Rocket man I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Fucking German Shepherd is Pecker's heart all the time, man. What are you doing to that dog? <laughs> that's what he tells me. He's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, buddy. I'll let you go. Be Bye, careful. Mikey. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's my little brother right there. <laughs> he, he, he's something else. Pancho said you forgot to tell tell his uncle that he said hi. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve. His uh, home base is in Chicago, and uh, that's where he flies out of shit like that down the Florida. But I did. I caught the same flight as him. You know, I was in first class. He had he got stuck in. Uh, coach coach but <laughs> yeah it was fun he back there just drinking it up and shit he's got that outgoing personality yeah where i don't have it 
He's very him and I used to go bar hopping all the time when he lived here. <laughs> but it just goes to show you why there could be a driver shortage because of all them type of hours that he has to run with. Yeah. I think the younger generation, they're more into partying on the weekends than wanting to do something like that. Mm. But it is a hard life, and I consider it a lifestyle. Just and like he bikers. Even, he even said it is a lifestyle. And a lot of people can't live that lifestyle, which goes with bikers. A lot of people can't live that one either. Right, right. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to get a, an owner of a truck driving company on Monday. And I think it's an issue that we should really get into because a lot of you guys out there are truck drivers. Yeah. Ain't it amazing how a lot of bikers are truck drivers? Yeah, definitely. It is totally amazing. I think you can tell a, a biker they love being on the road. So mm -hmm. they're doing it not only on their motorcycle, but they're doing it in the truck as well. But there, is, you know, I want to talk about that ATC or whatever the hell it is. You've been just called bougie. What the hell's a bougie? <laughs> read the comment. Where? Listen, listen to this guy. It was from Grumpy Rich. Listen to this guy, CVO Road King, first class airplane, <laughs> you freaking bougie biker. <laughs> I cannot no, he, fly, I can't he fly coach. He did not purchase a first class ticket. Someone on, that was working on the plane knew him from the show and moved him from coach to first class. Yeah, I was he, in business class before he, that. He did not purchase first class. He was given it by somebody on the plane that knew him from the show. Yeah. Move me from business <laughs> let, class up let to Let me just make sure class. that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have the CBO Road King. Come on. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I kind of went, you know what? I was always banging on uh, CBOs and shit like that. One. And then I bought one. It's like, dude, what the fuck were you talking about, you asshole? You know, these things are fucking beautiful. What are you killing me? <laughs> but yeah, I usually fly business class. I can't fly coach. I just can't do it, man. I, you know, my big ass and a coach thing. Fuck you, dude. Uh uh. Ain't His shoulders to me. take up two seats. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Hollywood and the words first class are mutually exclusive. You got that. <laughs> Yeah, Steve, I wear my British knights. Yes, I wear my British knights. He does. <laughs> <laughs> These guys know me. He does wear his British knights on his CBO. <laughs> I do. and Or my Adidas. I'm either British knights or Adidas on my stuff. I don't know. I'm turning into a fucking yuppie. You better stop that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What is wrong with me? I got hit in the head too hard or something. Are you going to wear some cargo shorts next? No, that ain't ever going to fucking happen. <laughs> and, a, and a wife feeder. That ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> nope. Ain't ever happening. Nope. Nope. <laughs> British Knights and Adidas is as far as I go. And they're not white, okay? They're not. No. They're not they're white. Not, no. With bedazzled pants. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> You're going to be a rub. <laughs> I'm telling you, in your old age, I guess you be them, man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you all have a good uh, weekend and all that good stuff. Uh, Monday, we're going to be talking some more about this stuff. But uh, good show, good topics today, It's It was good to hear from your brother. It was, it was. Weird it was on the show and not like a personal phone call. 
that's probably the only time you get him's on the road because yeah, that's all he does is drive. Yeah, it is. But his dog is pretty cool, man. Pure German Shepherd. He's beautiful. You just got to watch dog. out, man. His red rocket's out all the time. He will not time. hesitate to hump your leg. He wants to <laughs> hump you and shit like that. It's like, dude, buy me dinner or something first, you fucking dog. Uh, anyway, we'll catch you later, Rocket. I say goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified.